Hello and welcome to season two, episode 15 of the Marketing Matters podcast. I'm sat here as usual at uh, Glossop Gasworks in a, as it has been for a while now, it's been uh, cloudy, but I'm guaranteeing, I'm sure the weather is going to pick up by the weekend when I go on holiday. So, and if it doesn't, I shall be upset. Which is why we've got to pretend it's next week. Indeed. (laughs) But we we realise that we've been doing podcasts for about well over a year and we'd never actually talked about podcasts as a marketing tool in themselves. So this week we have decided to do a podcast about podcasts. And in honour of this, we've actually roped in a guest. We're happy to uh, have Claire with us, who's a podcast coach. So uh, welcome, Claire. Hello. I'm, I'm glad that you did the weather report as well. Oh, we I was looking forward report. to that. Yeah. yeah. We always do the weather report. I was like, how can he say it's different from like the last three or four weeks? <laughs> <laughs> no, we did actually not do the weather report for a while. We got some complaints, so we decided we'd better, we'd better put it back in. Yeah. So we started doing podcasts, as I mentioned, about just over a year ago. David, why did we start doing them? Because we found videos too difficult. <laughs> and we, actually, there's, there's an element of truth in that. There is an element of truth in that. No, I, I think it's a fair point. We, I think, producing good quality videos that you're prepared to unleash on the world is actually quite challenging and quite time consuming and to be fair we given it we tried it a few times and you mm. just uh, and we'd just never been happy with the results and then you said well look why don't we try a podcast and we did and as they say the rest is history yeah. and it did sort of come out of the fact that we used to do as people may remember we used to do a, a slot on Tameside Radio and uh, as we were just talking about before we, we got fired from that because they realised that they were giving away free airtime and so we decided we'd take it independent and do it ourselves and that was say just every year ago so but they, they are a, a good a good marketing tool but Claire we sort of met actually only a couple of weeks ago wasn't it you, yeah. you sort of came in and took some space in our, uh, our shared workspace and very quickly I decided to rope you into doing this so <laughs> thank you very thank you very much for doing that but as somebody who sort of regularly sort of lives and breathes podcasts what would you say are sort of the three sort of top tips when if you were considering starting to use them yeah I think um, some people like to write Some people like to meet in person, some people like to be on camera, other people have the gift of the gab and like to talk. So, you know, you were saying about that the videos aren't for everyone. Actually, you know, it might be that some people like talking and this could be just the easy tool. I struggle writing. I set myself that task of writing blogs, but I find it just quite cumbersome and long-winded whereas talk let me hit record and I'll tell you about something so it's about having the passion it's finding a topic that is that you're going to be passionate about and that can really kind of lead into like finding your why your niche when it comes to like the content of the podcast that you're going to be doing and and actually I think like the more niche you are the better because you know there are lots of different business podcasts there are lots of different health and fitness comedy sport I mean if I had to hear another podcast about football uh, you know of people in their bedrooms talking about football it's like well how can you be really different what is your story a lot of it comes down to like your basic branding you know your strap line for your company what is it you want to be known for in your business and your passion as an individual and the other thing I would think about is is finding a team perhaps or people that you can really vibe with like having good chemistry i mean you two have to like each other because you're related Um, well you're stuck with each other for life potentially (laughs) 
Um, but actually finding the right chemistry with people and allowing room for a bit of personality, I think is great. Even when it is a business podcast, yeah. actually people want to be entertained and you want it to feel more like a conversation, not an interview. Yeah. Oh, so I was going to say, do you think it works better as a sort of a dialogue rather than a monologue then? Because I've, I've heard a few podcasts that, that there's some you get one-hander, two-hander, three-hander. And for me, always the, the one-handers always seem a little bit sort of, I hesitate to use the word monotonous, but I guess, you know, they, yeah. they're a bit samey and there's, there's no sort of... Yeah. I don't know, but that that's your thing. This is where people have to find what works for them. It yeah. has to be realistic and actually... Organizing a guest every week, or mm. sometimes when there's a there's a team of you where you kind of organizing a rota, you're not always available. Perhaps weekly is too much, so it's making it realistic. I mean, you know, I I make podcasts, I produce podcasts, present, and I coach people on how to do their own podcasts. And some of them might be repurposing video content mm. that they've already got. It might be talks or Q and As they've done on stage, and we repurpose it into a podcast podcast um so then that takes away this idea of having to interview somebody every single week but at the very heart of it personality really matters it's not about necessarily writing a script and sounding like a robot and editing out all the ums the ahs making it sound very slick actually you know if a cat meows in the background or once i did a podcast where my housemate came home absolutely steaming drunk in the middle of the episode and i left it in purely to embarrass her but it was the thing that people remembered and smiled about afterwards so Allowing room for that for personality, I think, is essential. But it's the same. People listen. It's like people say they watch motor racing for the the crashes. And I think on some level, you're always looking for when things go wrong. Is the bit that everybody sort of uh... yeah, yeah. Because you know, you have to remember what you are when you start a podcast. Many of us are not celebrities. We're not millionaires with our own personal recording studio. We are people using real spaces where we live. Real life happens around that. There are noises in the background. So it's being honest about that. Because I think actually we've kind of got past the point of perfection. A lot of us crave authenticity. That's a bit of a buzzword these days, isn't it? But we want to hear real people in real environments, real situations. I I think there's also been a a sense of, as you say, people looking for perfection. I've got to be seen as being really professional. But actually, um, it's something that that really drives me. I think the thing that is most important is the, in terms of our work, the quality of the outcome, the quality of what we do. And there is, I think there is an argument to say that if you come over as super professional and come over as perfect, then maybe that's indicative of the the quality of what you're going to deliver. But I have to say, in my experience, that the people who are completely fixated about having the perfect front, the perfect presentation, are often so focused on that presentation that they're less focused on what they actually are trying to deliver to people. And so there is a danger that they end up being let down, whereas or letting the customers down. Whereas I think, if you, as, as you say, if you're honest about who you are and what you are, yes, we all make mistakes, but it's not so much about making a mistake. It's about how you handle it, how you deal with it, and how... And and if ultimately we are focused on making sure we're giving value to to our our customers and our clients that over time that's the important thing and yeah 
mistakes happen, but but life goes on. So, okay, let, I mean, we're, we're talking here about podcasts, particularly as a, a marketing tool. And we, we have often in, in our discussions previously talked about the difference between sales and, and marketing. So, Claire, what's your view on, I mean, do you think podcasts are a good marketing tool? Or, or what's your view? Can they be used as a sales tool? Or are they, should they be sort of more focused on sort of brand marketing and brand building? Well, I mean, you have to be honest that podcasts are not going to make you more money. Yes, it might raise awareness. Yes, it might give your clients a bit more of a deeper understanding and show and use it as a bit of a showcase of your expertise and your mm. connections. But if you're trying to start a podcast to make more money, I wouldn't say that should be your primary aim. I think at the heart of it, people buy from people and people like stories. So use a podcast as a potential way of giving a bit more background into who you are as a company, as employees, as managers. You know, shout about some of the great work that you've done, but really shouting about the clients as the yeah. case studies. And then it doesn't feel like it's a sales tool. You know, like I, I make podcasts for a satellite company in Luxembourg, okay? That At the heart of it, as, as you do, <laughs> that could be an incredibly boring podcast, couldn't it? A bunch of men talking about satellites in space. But actually, what we do is we use archive, we go and find footage of satellites being launched into space, and we get people to kind of commentate and tell us what all these sounds are. So when someone wears headphones, they feel like they're in the control center watching it all unfold. Are there a lot of beeps? There are a lot of beeps. And you know what? They're, and then they described it like bird chirps. But it's it's kind of finding ways and stories to kind of bring what your services are. And, and sometimes when you write a blog or even a video, you know, videos sometimes can be like 90 seconds. Mm. But actually that's allow... The good, that's the good ones. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, with a podcast, it's perfectly acceptable for people probably to set aside 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes, up to an hour, really, of something that you're going to take time to explore and, mm. and take them on a journey, show them, demonstrate. And But, you know, we talk about that perfection. Also be honest about when, how are you overcoming some of the hurdles that you face on these things too? Because it's no good just doing a before and an after. Ta-da, here's mm. what you can have. Actually, we're also curious people, like the best fairy tale stories have a start middle and end where there's a twist mm. or something goes wrong and you're like oh my god you need to be honest about that too so take the time to use the medium to do that yeah no i think that that's that's all very very good advice and i think we've talked a lot about the fact that we've cut the content obviously is is very important and i think it, it's interesting to me that we're, you know we talk about sort of marketing mixes and using media that that suit your your sort of style and i think because very often it focuses on the visual media and you, you're always saying well you've got to be on instagram you've got to you've got to do videos but actually if you have a if you're selling something that isn't very visual as we are it's a real issue for us when we're doing websites for for our own website is what pictures do you put on it we can put lots of nice smiling people in offices and things like that but they all look very false and it, it is difficult to you know the, the type of work that we do is not particularly visual so for us images and video is is more difficult but we do you know our our sort of real strength is our expertise and our knowledge of marketing and our knowledge of working with people so for us i think that's one of the reasons why podcasts have sat well with us because it, it is a sort of an information-based media but i think I think when you're looking at it from a uh, marketing point of view and deciding what to use, it is very much about saying, well, what is my, how do I best communicate my message and what media works for that? Is it visual? Is it audio? Is it written? And use the ones that, that sort of fit. I yes, guess. but also I suppose 
if we were starting to get a lot more analytics now about podcasts, about how people consume them, even us as podcasters have access finally to find out how many people follow, subscribe, how long are people listening through? Do they have they given up right now? Or are they going to listen all the way through to the end? And if you kind of get into the psyche of people who listen to podcasts, you know, a lot of them want to be entertained, but they also want to learn. They're using it as an education tool. And we know that as businesses. So to not kind of push that aside, many people are listening to podcasts wearing headphones. About half will wear headphones. The rest will be cars or Mm. different places. And then 92% of people listen to podcasts on their own. So if you think about the power of that, and this is why we're seeing a lot more advertisers get involved in sponsorship for podcasts. And it might be people listen to this thing. I'm not really sure if I want to start a podcast myself, but I might sponsor a podcast mm. or I might want to be a guest on a podcast. Well, a lot of that is because you are really speaking pretty much inside someone's head Mm. and if you look at the take-up rate of if you say an advert on a podcast the percentage rates of actually take up or people to go and do what you say are huge compared to if you like spent money on a billboard or a tv advert so i think like the getting an understanding how people are listening what are they doing whilst they're listening what do you want them to do as a result of listening to your podcast that helps you kind of start to think a little bit more of an effective tool for you, but also how are you really making them like maximizing the use of this as a medium as a podcaster? Yeah, that sounds good. And, and I should say that if anyone does want to sponsor our podcast, we are, we are open to offers. <laughs> we've, so, okay, we've talked about uh, content and chemistry. The other thing that, I, uh, that we felt right when we started doing it, and we, we, to be honest, it's a bit of a mantra for us in all of our marketing, is around sticking at it and saying it's not just... When we decided we were going to do a podcast, we decided, right, we're going to do this and we are going to do it consistently and we are going to do it. We picked, I think we, we decided, well, we did, we decided to do it fortnightly because we thought we can do that but we said we're going to do it and it became a real sort of point of focus for us to make sure that we 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 do that every single I mean do you do you think that that is a a good thing to do an important thing to do or are we wasting our time no I think consistency is key and once you kind of start to build up a big library like you know you guys kind of saying I've got you've got over a year's worth of material now that's really great because whenever you're you know let's say it's a Friday afternoon and you need to like smash out a blog well, you know, something might have happened topical that you once did a podcast on. Boom, you know, <laughs> repurpose that content and stick it out. But it also shows that you're an authority on your subject once you kind of build up a wealth of that kind of content. I do also have to kind of say that I'm a big believer on being realistic. Mm. I use that word quite a lot because sometimes we can have these huge ideas like, yeah, I want to start a blog, a YouTube channel or a podcast. And I think that there is such thing as the seven episode itch, you know, like you get that, (laughs) as they say, because I think people can kind of think of like, and have the energy to do seven episodes, but a lot of it comes down to your why, because if we're truly honest, there's a lot of mystery around what a successful podcast is. People get hooked on listener figures Mm. and, you know, we've got that kind of mentality because of social media, like Facebook likes, Facebook comments, YouTube subscribers, but in podcasting world, 
I kind of urge people to not think about how many people are listening. Actually think about what the engagement of your audience is. And, you know, even if you get one email from someone saying, I like what you're saying, could I potentially ask for your help on this to do with your business? Then actually it doesn't matter whether you've had 2,000 Mm. you know listens or two if someone's reached out and said i'm interested in your business then that should be what you measure success but you know the average podcast episode get this right is listened to by 124 people oh we're getting up there then (laughs) but you know that i think people find that surprising because if you are determining a success of a podcast series and you get all that might and gusto to launch it you get a bit of nice gear you learn how to edit you put seven episodes out and you've only had i don't know 20 people your pet rabbit and your mom um listen and you can lose your momentum you can lose your enthusiasm but i think that 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 is so true across the whole of marketing that you know we we live in a world it was i was watching tv last night and they were interviewing katie perry and she's got some billions of views and she has a hundred million Instagram follow and we hear these insane numbers and people just don't get how rare these numbers are Mm. and actually that as you say Claire that the norm is numbers that most people would say I wouldn't even bother for that where actually that's where you can have real success Mm. because and I think it, it comes back to this what you were saying Duncan about consistency I think you should be doing it because you're passionate about yeah. it because you want to do it and almost can't help yourself if you're doing it purely to get the people coming back to you uh, to, to get your listener numbers up to however many that's not a good motivation and and again it's you're kind of doing it for you not for your listeners and if you if you can say something and you get even a handful of people who really get something out of it and listen regularly and and I really appreciate it when you know and I I find it quite surprising how I get feedback from people saying oh I listen to your podcast and this that and the other and we get some really good feedback Mm. I have to say I don't even know how many people listen to this and 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 at one level (laughs) I I don't (laughs) I always make a point of listening to it just to check we haven't said anything stupid yeah but at (laughs) at one level I don't care because I I quite enjoy doing it yeah I think that that is the key is ultimately it is about yeah stick at it if you enjoy doing it and if it becomes a chore then it it becomes it's a why and who are you making this for I think before you even hit record you need to be thinking about what the answers are to those questions yeah I think we're going to start to to wind it up there because we we always try and keep it down to well we always try and keep it down to about 15 minutes but we're failing abysmally at the moment (laughs) but uh, we'll start to wind it and we didn't one of the things I did have a point on here to talk about sort of the equipment but I think the fact that we haven't actually talked about it demonstrates something that actually it's not that important you know I think as long as you've got something that can can, nowadays recording equipment is is pretty much ten a penny and I think the the other things the the consistency the chemistry the content are actually the important things if you can get those right then the equipment uh, is is less important but just to finish off what we like to do, which you'll know if you've listened to any of our podcasts in the, in the past, is just to give people some sort of takeaways and some tips and that they can sort of think about if the, the podcast has resonated with them. So on that the subject of podcasts, someone's sort of listened to this podcast and thought, yes, that's something I really want to investigate further. They get into the office tomorrow morning. What's the first thing they should do? Oh, the first thing. 
Oh, that's a tough question. Um, Do you want some time to think about it? I can ask David if you... <laughs> well, I, I know what I say. I'd say what I always say, and that is write down a plan. Just set yourself, I mean, what you said, Claire, about yeah. um, don't just do one and then expect a million people to, to listen to it. Just commit to doing, I don't know, we talked about seven, commit to doing a number over a period of time. Perhaps write down what subjects you're going to do. Give yourself a framework to so it becomes easier to do that. And then make sure you you stick to that plan. And then as you're going along, yeah, look at the look at the listenership, listen to it yourself, decide what you think, get anybody you can to listen to it and give you constructive feedback on on that but don't just sit down do it and expect everything to happen give yourself a plan and then try and work to that plan would be my starting That's good point. advice i think mine would be like you know the old old phrase knowledge is power so i'd say to be, you know to be a great writer you know you need to go and read thousands of books so my thing is go and listen to a lot of different podcasts even just the first two or three minutes because I think I kind of have this in my mind like an artist palette and at the moment your palette is empty so go and listen to lots of podcasts and decide what do you like what do you not like mm. and then start to add your colors onto the palette so that that will really kind of help you listen and learn about styles different production techniques because actually starting from a blank canvas can sometimes feel quite overwhelming and there can be a lot of fear so use knowledge to help you overcome the fear and you know contact these people if you like their podcast send them an email and say love your work because every podcaster loves a little bit of an ego boost and we love to hear from you and say how do you do this what kind of equipment do you use and just be curious so to kind of go and see what else is out there and they're not competition but doesn't even have to be in your category just listen to a lot I still do that even I'm working podcasts every day it's now a full-time job for me but I still make one Friday every month where I do nothing but listen to tens of different podcasts mm. of things I even listened to one about welding the other week <laughs> just because I was curious how does a business which does welding have a podcast series and they do yeah. and it was fascinating they had such passion there we go there's the full circle and, and I think that that, that would be sort of lead nicely into mine because I think the thing that I would suggest is don't assume that you you haven't got anything of interest to say you know and I think the, the welding example is a good example if somebody who's you know you might think that oh, as you say what what's interesting about welding but actually if you are passionate about it and you're knowledgeable about it then there will be other people out there who will think that welding is interesting and I think so don't assume that you haven't got something to say because you probably have but equally, don't assume you have got something to say because maybe you don't. And I think if you're, when you're thinking about uh, doing a podcast or thinking about any of your marketing, always make that, you know, think about, is it right for me? And accept the fact that maybe it isn't. And don't feel that, oh, podcasts are the, the next big thing. I really need to get into them. Be sort of thoughtful about it, but don't be scared. And and ultimately, I would my piece of advice would be, if you think it's a good idea and you fancy giving it a go, just do it. And, you know, record one, put it out there and see yeah. how it feels. You never know where it's going to go. You know, two of my podcasts started as passion. One was ice hockey. Within two years, it became a Freeview TV show. You know, another one I started recording in my kitchen. And within 18 months, we're now on 750,000 listens. We're in the top five health and fitness podcasts in the UK. We started in my kitchen recording on a little tiny microphone, mm. both of us carrying over. We were consistent. We had 
personality. We were imperfect. And it's amazing. And that makes me a living now. So mm. just go for it. Um, I think that's a perfect time to, place to finish. So we'll, we'll finish it there. Between these podcasts, uh, if you've found it interesting and wanted to uh, learn more, you'll find more of our broadcasts at um, podcast.bsamarketing.com. Uh, we talked about different sort of mixes. You'll also find sort of our blog content on bsamarketing.com where similar sort of material but in written format. And you'll also find us uh, throughout the week on social media at bsamarketing.com, particularly on Twitter. Twitter and LinkedIn. Claire, do you want to just say where people can find you if they want to hear more about your stuff? Yep, you can You can Google me. I'm Claire without an eye, Freeman, and my company's A Small Furry Bear Productions. <laughs> There's a difficult one to forget. <laughs> anyway, thank you very much, everybody. And for now, we will say goodbye and uh, happy marketing. And thank you, Claire. Thank you. Bye now. Bye now.